Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. Welcome back to another edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Network. We're going to get to our latest episode here in a few minutes, previewing Patriots Dolphins this Sunday, 1 o'clock, South Florida. But first, want to let you guys know this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. The blunt straight ahead, and he crosses the plane for the touchdown. Here's Blunt taking off for the end zone, and he's in for the second time today. Second and five. No use making any changes. Give it to Blunt. Now it's a foot race. Blunt all the way. Touchdown, Patriots. Blunt. Still going down the sideline. A dive for the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. LG, I got a question for you here to start things off. That something's been weighing on my mind ever since the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about how the Patriots usually take a couple of weeks to kind of find themselves, find their footing a little bit. Bill talked about it earlier this week as well, where saying, you know, you don't really know what kind of team you have until you're like a month or so into the season. I wonder if this team is going to be different for a couple of reasons. First of all, those teams in the past you guys could, you know, win some of those fluky games in the early going because you had Tom and you had a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball too, but it was a different deal. Given the fact that there are also more winnable games, and I'll put my quote fingers up when I say that, more winnable games in the first half of the year as opposed to the second half of the year, at least on the surface, do you think Bill's going to change his approach at all when it comes to this season? I mean, I think, I think his, his success speaks for itself. You know, um, there's been uh, plenty of times, there have been a bunch of times where he's ended up with teams that are, are a lot less talented weapons-wise offensively, and he always figures out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, one approach that I one approach that I say that they should, that they, I feel like they should change, being that 12 is gone, Mac Jones isn't that yet. Um, I think that they should have spent more money in the offseason going to get some big time guys because in this league now, next man, next man up mentality, even though that's the mentality you want to have, nowadays there's big drop-offs, you know, with the next man up mentality. You know, if if you're if you're you're number one, for instance, New England, if their number one receiver go down or number two receiver go down, we're in trouble. You know, so um, I think they should have spent some money. They probably should have did something like go get Julio Jones. They probably should have even went and got Odell. Like, I know Odell is rehabbing off of the ACL, but I know how he works, you know, I, and I know that he'll be ready at some point of this season. You know, just the free agent wide receivers that were out there that were available, they should have made a move on. 
um, to give Mac Jones just some veteran help, experience, and some some guys that he don't have to throw perfect passes to for it to be a good play. Uh, so, you know, in, in the past, like you said, we had weapons offensively to where we didn't have to have time for those four games to win, what, three of them? Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have to have, you know, uh, you know, sometimes we, we can lean heavily on our run game. Um, we had we had big time playmakers in the backfield with me, James, Brandon, and Dion, you know, and even other times with Shane and, and Ridley. Um, so, you know, we always had those weapons. Um, and I think they're just a little bit short of that now, even though they added Devontae um, Parker, you know, um, I think they're just a little short on that now. So I, I think I think right now, um, if they're not comfortable, they have to have a sense of urgency. We know Bill's defensive philosophy. It's an approach as old as time itself. Do everything you can to take away the number one offensive option with the understanding that, look, things are going to come up between, you know, now and the game and the, within the flow of the game, things are going to change. Right. Uh, if you're game planning right now, how do you approach the Dolphins? Do you prioritize Tyreek Hill? Is it Jalen Waddle? What's your focus? I think you got to prioritize Tyreek. I think you got to prioritize Tyreek. He's probably, well, I take that back. He definitely is probably the most the most explosive player in the NFL. I mean, you know, what he lacks in size, he lacks in, you know, ability, aggressiveness. For him to be his size, he get he 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 makes a lot of he gets a lot of 50-50 balls. He catches a lot of them. And obviously his 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 speed is is just, you know, second to none. I think you gotta Bill is always gonna say stop the run and run the ball. Raheem Mostert is a very explosive playmaker, too. If you let him outside, nobody on any team is going to catch him. But I still think you prioritize Tyreek. Um, he is he is a home run hitter. You know, every single time, he, you know, every chance that he gets to get the ball, he's a he's a potential home run hitter. So you got to focus. You got to put your focus in, in, in everything on Tyreek or pressuring Tua. That could be your other focus. If you pressure Tua, he's not going to be able to get this. You know, he's, he won't get the deep ball. Um, he won't have a chance to settle out, settle down in the pocket. And, you know, because he's a really good quarterback in my eyes. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's a good, he's a good quarterback in my eyes. Don't give him time to settle down and, and just, you know, be be aggressive when it when it comes to defense and, and, and have an attacking defense. That's another way that you can try to utilize, you know, or you could try to, like, minimize Tyreek Hill's um, – you know, presence in the game. But, uh, you know, I, I think you I think you focus on that guy. If I'm Miami, I am doing everything I can do to get him in space. Yes. Lining him up in multiple spots, trying to camouflage our looks a little bit, trying to, you know, have him in motion, pre-snap motion. Yep. Who is going to be charged with defending him on the other side of the ball? I know Jonathan Jones played a, a pretty sizable role when the Patriots faced off against the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill was in Kansas City, if you had to guess, is there going to be one guy? Are there going to be multiple guys? What's the approach for trying to slow Tyreek Hill? Yeah, it's going to have to be multiple guys. You can't just guard him with one guy. I mean, that is just would not be smart. You know, um, and Bill is one of the smartest guys I know, so that just won't be smart. Um, to just put someone on an island with that with that kid is just. I mean, the only way you can only way you can have someone follow him is if you always have Devin over top, you know, or, you know, whoever, you know, I, I, me personally, I think you always got to have Dev over top because, again, this guy is blazing fast. So if he does get past the corner, there's literally nothing the corner can do. He's going to be completely and totally helpless. 
So I think you put Dev over top and let and let Jonathan follow him. And Jonathan is a good corner. Corner JJ a good corner man. He he can he can play ball. Um, but again, and everybody's disadvantaged when it comes to that guy is just a speed matchup. He's just so much faster. And you really don't know how fast he is until you really, I mean, you really don't know how fast he is until like, for instance, we see how fast he is, but we don't really know mm-hmm. unless we're on the other side trying to guard him. And he running a freaking drag route in man coverage and you're chasing him down through traffic. You know what I'm saying? And, and now he caught the ball and he's, on the other side of the field running this way and you still trying to weave through traffic, you know? So, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, again, I, I think you put, I put, you put Jonathan Jones on him and you let, you know, you let Dev help as much as possible. Why is Tua as good as he's been against the Patriots? We, we talk about Bill's success rate against young quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. going all the way back to Tua's rookie year. Tua has had Bill's number for whatever reason. Look, quarterback wins. I, I get it. It's kind of a Fugazi stat. I, I understand that. But he's 3-0 right. and against Bill. Never lost against the Bill Belichick defense, you know, which I think really stands out for me. That and the fact that he's a lefty, too, which I think is a little bit odd, and that may play a role in it. And I know we've talked about that before. But what for you stands out the most about Tua and why he's been able to have such, such success against the Patriots? They get to play multiple times a year. They still, they. I'm pretty sure Miami still has a, a, a couple of New England coaches, at least one. Mm-hmm. You know, and they. I mean, again, if you're a defensive coach over there in Miami, coming from New England, you're going to have a huge advantage because there's not a lot that changes when it comes to New England's defense. They are, they're as you know straightforward as you can possibly get. They don't do a lot of different things like. So, you know, um, the fact that he's left-handed, I don't know if that plays – I don't know. Everybody always says, you know, left-handed, right-handed quarterback. They, I, the only difference I think is just one throw at the right hand, one throw at the left. That's the only thing – that's the only difference I really – you know what I'm saying? Because right at this point and at this level, we're, we're all grown men and we're smart. We're at the highest level. We're the professionals of this. Like, we're the best of the best. So, if you do have to flip your defense or if you have to do something different, I think that they can catch on to that easily. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, hey, this week we got a left-handed quarterback. We're gonna do this, 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 and this. They'll be able to. They'll be able to catch on and flip that around easily. I just think that Tua is again. I just think he's a winner. I just think he's a winner. You know what I'm saying? Like he he'll go execute your game. And I'm not. I'm not saying that he can go do what he did at Alabama, throw the ball 25, 30 times a game, 350 yards, five, six touchdowns, and stuff like that. But I mean, with his legs, along with 18 passes, you know, maybe maybe 20 passes. I don't, I don't even know if I want to get there, but I mean, you know, 20 or less passes and and his in his in his legs, he's always gonna he's always gonna provide a problem. Any defense, it's not just New England. He's always gonna provide a problem because he's a smart football player. Again, he's still young. He came from a winning background. He knows what it takes to win. Um, so, you know, it's it's tough to beat guys like that. And then you bring up the uh, the fact that Miami does have a couple of former New England coaches down there. Can the Patriots take anything away from the fact that Josh Boyer is down there as the DC, or is that sort of familiarity overrated? Does it ever come up when Bill's facing a former assistant? They have some insight into what they want to do, or we make too much of that? Yeah, nah, I ain't gonna lie, man. They, they, it, if you're someone in that position, like a safety coach can't go to another team that Bill going to be playing against and be like, Hey, do this. Or 
a defensive a defensive line coach. Like, but as the defensive coordinator, you obviously played a significant role over in New England to come to another team as the DC. Yes, that does play a factor because that gives Josh Boyer some familiarity with the, the Patriots play calling with what they like to do on first, second, and third down, what they like to do in long yardage situations, what they like, what they like to do in short yardage situations, what the tendencies are as far as starting the game, the openers, you know, what are, you know, it's just Bill has been doing it for so long and at such a high level that repetitive repetitiveness, we've won this many Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. What am I changing? You know? Maybe term, maybe some terminology here and there. I might not call it, I might not call it blitz left quicker. You know, I might, I might call it, you know, I know I might call it blitz left salvage or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just the terminology changes, but it's still the same rhyme, same reason. The 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 institutional knowledge that Josh Boyer might be aware of what Bill's gonna call in a certain instance, that right. level of repetition, that's still gonna be there. It's right, right, right. Situ- the, when it comes to situational football, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have a, a pretty. I'm, I'm willing to bet he's gonna have a pretty good idea of what Bill is gonna do in some certain situations. Is there a guy that we're not talking about on either team who has a chance to really make an impact in this game? I think it could be one of the New England defensive backs because I think this Miami passing game, Waddle, Hill, Gasecki they really have an opportunity to test the New England secondary. I think Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones, they have a chance to really play a sizable role in this game. They do. They do. They have a really, they have a real chance to play a sizable role in this game. Um, and they have the oppor- they have the opportunity to either let this turn into a track meet or contain it as much as possible. If it turns into a track meet, Look, it might get ugly for New England. Mm-hmm. It returns to it because we just don't have nobody to run with the running back. We don't have anybody to run with Tyreek. We I don't think we have a lot of people that's gonna run with Waddle. You know, they they they're they're stacked up, man. And you know, again, uh, uh area for us that is gonna help us out and that's gonna be beneficial and give us a, a really good opportunity to win is getting pressure on Tua. We can we can't let him stand back there. You know, we gotta get pressure on him and hopefully without the blitz. Because if we send the blitz, you know what I'm saying? That's just, huh? It's just, it just, it just gives Tyreek just more and more. It give, it put more holes in the defense for Tyreek to get to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, you know, hopefully we can get to him with the front, with the front three or, you know, the front four or whatever, you know, I guess we run a three, four defense, but, you know, um, with the front guys, I hope that we can, you know, I hope that we can really get to him that way because uh, again, man, he's, He's one of those quarterbacks that if they get in, a, if he get in a rhythm, he's going to be tough to stop. This feels like the kind of game New England wants to win, seventeen to ten. You know, they, if it's thirty, if the game is in the, the high twenties or thirties, it feels like that's where Miami wants to play this game. Yes, yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. They want to score a lot of points and try to get try to get New England to keep up with them. Not saying that they can't because. They do got good offensive players. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Devontae. They got Kelly. Um, you know, they got they got um they got Nelson. You know, they got uh my my young guy, number 16, Jacoby. Jacoby you know? Myers. Yeah, they got uh, you know, they got they got Ramondre, they got Damien. Like, 
don't get it, don't get it wrong. They have a solid offense. Like they got some good playmakers and they have speed as well. You know, but I'm telling you, the last thing you want to do is turn this thing into a track meet with these guys. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, Kansas City all over. You know, these guys have a mobile, a mobile dual threat quarterback. They got Tyreek back over on that side. They got Waddle on the other side. And again, they got most of them. So you're talking about probably probably the fastest team in the NFL at this point. Can Bill go back and look at, I'm assuming Bill is going back and looking at a lot of the, the San Francisco offense last year to try to get a handle on what McDaniel yeah. runs, what he likes to do, his approach. What are some of the other things that you could pick up, not just looking at film of this, the San Francisco offense last year, but what are some of the other things that you could pick up if you're, if you're one of the New England Patriots preparing for this game? Obviously, you want to go back and you want to watch some Tyree Kill in Kansas City. What are some other ways that you can pick up on a few tendencies? It's, it's, so it's hard to hide tendencies. It's hard to hide them. It's hard to hide them in the, in, in the joint practices. It's hard to hide them in the preseason. It's hard to hide them any. Is this hard to hide tendencies? So you don't have to go digging for treasure to find tendencies for a play caller. You know what I'm saying? Whatever he brings, whatever he brought, you know, this three or four games during the preseason, he probably didn't show you everything, but the tendencies he did show. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's going to run it on first and second down. Okay, he's going to run it on first and play action on second. He might drop back on first down and run on set. You know what I'm saying? Those don't get because it's it's that's that's just so repetitive as a play caller. It's so repetitive. Coming from a new play caller, 12 year youth football, you know, it's repetitive. It's hard though. It really is. You look at your play call sheet and you look, you're like, dang, bro, the last five games it's been outside zone left and you know, power right. On the first two plays, you know, this, you know, this time I might try to, you know, it'll get them out. It's some, some play calls, it'll get them out of whack for getting away from that tendencies, those tendencies, you get to get them out of whack. So I don't think you have to dig deep and go far, you know, and, and to find out what the tendencies of a, of a, of another team or a coach is just pay attention to how he calls his plays in the preseason. I'm telling you, it, it rolls over. It rolls over because think about this. They're getting prepared for the, for the season as well. You know, they're getting prepared just as just like we are getting prepared. They're getting prepared as well. Okay, I'm getting prepared. Okay, this is what the plays I like. This is the plays I don't like. This is what we executed well. This is what we didn't. All right, I'm going to throw this out because we ran it four times. It got picked off twice. You know, whatever it is, you know, those tendencies are just hard to hide. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, like, go study, you know, oh, who, who, who was he calling plays for last year for seven games? You know, you, he's, he's still learning just like everyone else is. So – I think you pick up on those tendencies, you know, just by playing, paying close attention to, okay, I think he got a new squad. He probably not going to even call it the same way like he did over here, you know what I'm saying? Because he probably had the head coach telling him, look, we want to do this. So this is how we got to call it. He might have a little bit more freedom over here. Um, so, you know, again, those those tendencies start, as soon as the season starts, them tendencies start, you you start realizing it. Because, it, like again, even myself, I, you, you can just, it's hard to get away from them. We talked a couple weeks ago about some of the things that the Patriots try and do when it comes to preparing for the Miami Heat, playing in South Florida, the struggles that come with playing in South Florida. I imagine hydration is absolutely paramount, but other than playing in the bubble, turning the heat up in the bubble, what are some of the other areas of focus that make facing the Dolphins in South Florida such a unique challenge? 
you know what, man, that that um that humidity and that heat is different, bro. But you know, just the elements of being down there, you go down there on a Friday, you know, so <laughs> and I mean obviously you have curfew and stuff, but I mean you got good food out there, you got the beach, you got the clubs, you got everything out there that you that you know what I'm saying, that's everything out there is totally opposite than New England. You know what I'm saying? Like you got your partying all night. You know, a lot of people probably have a lot of friends out there. You know, so all of those elements along with having to be focused for a game on Sunday could be, you know, catastrophic. You know, because one thing that we always did is we always went to go find some food. When we get there, we take a shower, we go to meetings, da, 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 and we found us some food first. Um, and I'm telling you, Anytime you leave the hotel, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity for a disaster. <laughs> you know, I'm going to just say that. Anytime that you leave that hotel is an opportunity for disaster. Well, hold on. Well, t- tell, tell me about that. Tell When you say it's an opportunity for disaster, expand on that just a little bit. So, I mean, you hear about all the things that happen in Florida, you know, um, whether it's, you know, people on drugs doing crazy things, some somebody that's probably – on a party that you're really close with or that you know, hey, bro, I hear y'all up in town this weekend, bro. Y'all gonna play till Sunday. It's Friday. Come kick it. Or, you know, um, and 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 the, and the list goes on because, I mean, guys obviously know club promoters. Hey, man, pull up to the club, man. You, you can leave by 11, da da da, da. Mm-hmm. Knowing that guys probably won't leave by 11 o'clock. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's so many factors. I mean, look at, you got, you got the, you got the infamous strip clubs all over the place. I mean, it's just, it's just the, the opportunities of doing everything besides focus on football are there. These are sort, these are the sorts of distractions that you might not necessarily find in Minnesota, right? City, you know, it's Miami is a unique animal in that aspect. That, that there's a lot of other stuff that, like you said, it's a potential for disaster when you when you leave the hotel. Yeah, but immediately, you know, you got people. I mean, you just got. You just have just the most crazy random things happen in Miami. And, and you know, again, you have the opportunity to do all these things. And you might, some guys might be like, okay, well, it's only 930. I'll go to the club. I'll go to the strip club for an hour and then make it back by 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it sounds good, you know. But when 1030. So, in, in theory, right? Hey, you know, you yeah. can talk to yourself and say, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, justify it how you want. It sounds mm-hmm. good. But when 10.30 come around and you call that Uber and they say that Uber takes 15 minutes to get there and then it's, you're 20 minutes from the hotel and now you're Uber there and now you got to drive 20 minutes to the hotel and you have the sickest feeling in the world. I mean, it hasn't happened to me, but I, I know guys that it has happened to. And mm-hmm. you have to, I know they, they call like, hey, bro, they on your floor? They on what floor they on? Are they checking right now? Have they came out yet? Hey, bro. Hey, go hop, talk to them for a minute before they get to my floor so I can hurry up and get there. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, it, again, you can justify it all you want. It sounds good, but it's never a good it's never a good idea to do anything when you go to Miami besides go get food and go back to the hotel. Stay in the hotel. Stay in the, Stay hotel. In the hotel. Keep your focus. <laughs> I do like the fact that, and having been to Miami a couple times over the course of my life, there are some unique distractions in Miami that you don't necessarily pick up on, like we said, in Kansas City or Minnesota or some other place right. like that. I, right. I'm curious about this and the fact that they went down early. Tell me from a practical, just straight logistical perspective, what a road trip 
for the Patriots is like. Walk me through the process from leaving Foxborough to kickoff. And I also want to know, do the Patriots do anything different compared to some of the other teams you played for in the day or two leading up to the game? Um, I wouldn't say that they do any do too much different. Um, I think pretty. I think most teams are pretty generic when it comes to leading up to the game, making sure that you eat right, making sure that you're very well hydrated, making sure that you're locked in on what you need to be locked in on. That's all pretty generic um, when it comes to like you know maybe uh, I guess traveling and stuff like that. Whenever you're going to go to a home or an away game or something like that, that's all pretty generic. I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's not really a, a huge difference. I would say for New England, though, Bill has that little meeting um, with his captains. You know, I ain't been able to be in one of those, but he has those little meetings with his captains and stuff before we take off. I don't, I don't see a lot of a lot of guys do that until, like, probably, they probably do it earlier in the week. But uh, Bill usually does that with the guys. Um, I'm trying to think of something different, like totally different that we do, but I, I it doesn't – nothing really rings a bell on how – Unless you're going, again, unless you're going far, mm-hmm. you know, um, Miami, something like a two-day place or San Diego or, well, I guess it ain't no San Diego team anymore, but when I was playing, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, places like that, um, they're really big on hydrating, hydrating, you know what I'm saying? They got to make sure that you stay hydrated. Um, I mean, you are going to be on a plane all day, you know, coming straight out for like a walkthrough type practice on Friday, so... I mean, I would say I would say they would probably have to stay. You know, that's big on them is to stay hydrated as as, as much as possible. Well, walk me through a road trip from when you leave right. to kickoff to coming back. Let me know how it all how it all works. So, are we going to like Miami? So let's to Miami? say let's say you're going. Let's say yeah. Let's use it this week. Let's say you're going to Miami. Okay, so Friday you're going to so Monday off day, Tuesday or Monday. Come back and run Tuesday off, Wednesday, normal run, like, you know, more, more of a, I guess it's going to be a run game day because I'm always dead tired on Wednesdays. Thursday, more like a third down day. And Friday would be like a, like a walk to a walkthrough, going more so over special teams, you know, um, situational stuff, you know, hey, it's third and four, such and such, come out, run the play, got the first down. Oh, we ain't get the first punt, you know, whatever. Um, Things like that. You know, we work a lot on situational football. Then we come in, we take showers and get dressed. We go to, um, <laughs> we send the rookies out to get food <laughs> for a limited time. So if they're smart, they order, they order before before we will go out to practice because we're only out to practice on Friday, probably like an hour and a half or whatever. Where, where are they going on Friday? Where are they going to get food? Oh. Where they getting the food? Is it like Subway? Is it McDonald's? Is it? Oh nah, nah. They're going to get wings from the uh, Patriot Place, uh, the okay. bar. Um, okay. What is it called? Uh, I forget the name of the bar in the Patriot Place, but it's oh, it's, Bar Louis. Bar Louis. Yeah. Okay. That's where we getting our wings from. <laughs> <laughs> they're either going to Bar Louis or they're going to go get Popeyes. Okay. That's one of the two. Um, and the rookies go get food, and man, they they are they are this close to being late, but. If they don't get the food, they get fine. So they go get their food. Some of them get dressed first and then go get the food. Some of them take showers, da 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 da, and then they try to grab the food afterwards. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, to each his own. And then, but anyways, after that, um, 
you know, everybody has their IDs. They go to the, you know, we get, we all line, uh, line up to go get on the bus. They give us a time, like, hey, bro, be on the bus by this time. If not, if you ain't on the bus, doors closed, we headed out. So, you, yeah, you get on, you get, you get your food from your rookies, or, if you know, for, for us, the rookies got to bring the whole bag on the bus because we're probably already on the bus. They bring the bag on the bus. You know, you show your IDs to, you know, check-in people just so you don't have to show it at the airport. You know, we, we pull up to, we, we eat on the way, or, you know, sometimes some guys probably eat when they get on the plane. Um, but we get up, we get there, um, we go through the little security check again, and then we get on the plane and we we head out. Um, me personally, I'm not a big fan of flying. So um, when I get on the plane, the first thing I try to do is go to sleep. Just so I don't have to deal with the with anything of the turbulence or anything. I just try to go to sleep. Unless like Dan or somebody talking to me, then I can't sleep. But <laughs> but but I, I like to go to sleep. And um, you know, when we get there, we unload, we unload, well, they unload everything, we get our stuff, we go get our room keys, find out what room we're in, go put our stuff and our bags and stuff down, you know. Um and then we come back down and we eat dinner and then meetings are right after that. Meetings usually go from, depending on what time you get there, you probably have about two hours of meetings, I think. Probably like two, two hours and two and a half hours of meetings. You get probably get down around like 9.40, 9.30, 9.45, whatever. Just enough time to, if you want to, attempt that. Getting like, not, not attempt like, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Either you're going to go get food somewhere good or you're going to go do what you do uh, and be starving and try to order room service at 11 p.m. and they tell you the room service is off. So, <laughs> And they know you play for the Patriots. They so they're know, probably like, as soon as it hits 11 o'clock, yeah, we're, we're, we're turning it off. We're not playing no games. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. It don't, it don't matter where we are. Oh, you can call and then, you know, even if, even 1050, 1055, you can call. Hey man, I'm trying to order Oh, we got we got note that uh we can't you guys after you guys call after a certain time if the food to get there past eleven o'clock we can't bring it, so so it's 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 dead and the uh, only way you can probably I've done this because um, then I had my parents like come to games before and stay at the same team hotel and stuff. I've had my my parents call hey hey I can't get no food. Can y'all call and order me this 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 and this, or can y'all go somewhere and grab this? I'm gonna meet. I'm gonna meet y'all at the elevator. That's a smart move. You know what That's I'm a very smart. Put <laughs> y'all up on game now. Yep. Yeah, you That's know, a I, very I'll smart be, move. I'll meet you at the elevator. You ain't getting off because no one is allowed on our floors. So you can fly. You can go up and down, up and down, all you want, but you can't get off on our floor. So I, you know, I'll be like, hey, when you get to my floor, let me know. I'm gonna walk out the room. I'm gonna grab the bag and I'm gonna run back. Hopefully the security dude ain't ain't you know. Hopefully he ain't gonna tell on me. You mm-hmm. know so. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a that's a traveling that's a traveling day for us. Um, that's how it is. It's it's not um it's not too overwhelming. Are the rookies responsible? Like, if I'm a veteran running back, do I lean on the rookie running backs, or is it just all of the rookies go out to Bar Louis together and get just you know 200 wings and just bring it back? Oh nah, your rookie is specifically for your group. Okay. So if it's a rookie running back, he. He only gets stuff for the running backs. Okay. Unless me or James or Dion or B or somebody was like, if somebody was like, if Dev or 
maybe Big V, maybe one of the offensive linemen. They might want Popeyes where the where the off the rest of the O line wanted Bar Louie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We might have got Popeyes. You know, they might, you know, they might be like, hey, LG, hey man, tell you to tell such and such to grab me Popeyes too, because I don't want Bar Louie this week. You know, I'm gonna be like, hey, think I ain't gonna get you right. I got you. <laughs> you think I ain't gonna say yes to you? I'm gonna say yes to you, my guy. Hey, all our rookie, hey man, you need to order this right here on the side, man. Hey, and, and it better come right. Or else we go, or else you're gonna have to give him your food and you're gonna eat it or whatever, you know, just <laughs> and uh but yeah, man, that's you know, yeah, it's it's it's, it's group it's position specific, usually. Okay. And then last question for me before we wrap up. Has anyone ever missed? I'm assuming people, someone has missed the bus to the airport. <laughs> if anyone, what what's that like when a guy shall, misses the bus to the airport? Shall, they shall remain nameless, but they know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss the bus to the airport, hopefully you got a really fast car to get there. <laughs> Even though you're still going to get fined and get in trouble for missing the bus. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you, it it, it it starts off a string. It starts off a string of horrific events for you. If you miss the bus and you don't make it to the airport in time, you get left on the plane. You know, like the, the we'll take off, and now you got to buy your own plane ticket to the game, and you got to fly commercial. <laughs> so you're gonna so you're gonna miss the bus. You're gonna book your own flight, and it's gonna be commercial. I mean, unless you're Brady or somebody, and and but then still you gotta wait probably a couple hours to get the PJ. But you book your next flight and then you're at the airport. <laughs> you're at the airport with everybody and they know who you are. Exactly they know exactly who you're flying out of Boston and they know who exactly who you are. Hey, why are you ain't get on the team plane? Why are you flying by yourself? What? You're on a flight? So it's you know that <laughs> was it just uh, it, turn, it starts a string of very, very unfortunate and probably very uncomfortable and awkward events. Give, so, give uh, me one name. Give me give me one name before we wrap up today. Give me one guy who maybe didn't have to go through all that, but maybe, like you said, had a fast car, caught up with you guys at the airport. One guy who was left behind when you were playing in New England. Uh, I don't Oh, in New England? I don't think nobody ever got left behind in New England. Because they were so scared that Bill was going to... Yeah, there was there. I don't remember. I remember some... I remember a couple times getting late to the bus, but we didn't leave them. You know what I'm saying? We kind of like... We kind of like did like a little stall type thing. Like, it's been a couple times where guys have been late to the bus. And we kind of been like, oh, snap. I forgot my iPad in the locker room. Let me uh-huh. run back and go get it. You know what I'm saying? Or I, you know, oh, dang. I, I left my tie. You know, or... Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? But nobody has ever um nah, everybody on them docks when it's time to go, when it's time to get on them docks and head out. Ain't nobody in New England gonna gonna risk that. But but I have been somewhere where it, where, where where someone's been left and had to book their own flight. That's gotta and be the, it's I, I gotta be even, the worst. That's gotta I be the worst feeling. I can't even imagine. It's it's gotta like, be the worst. Hey, see, seeing, seeing the bus you're not on the plane. Oh seeing the plane take off. Yes, everyone knows you're not on the plane, and when you get there, you know the when the first person see you, everybody gonna be like, "Bruh, bruh, you missed the plane, dog." Oh, that's your ass. Oh, they gonna be on you. 
Well, what that fire looking like? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then to, and to this one person that is missing, it's like, bro, that ain't this ain't funny. Like, <laughs> like, bro, this is not funny, bro. Like, I'm about to cry right now. It's the wrong man. I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to cry right now. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, that 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 sucks, you know, because uh, when I when I when I <laughs> there was no way to lie. There was no way to like. Uh, I felt horrible. There was no way to like lie and be like, "Oh snap, coach, you're here in the back this time." Because we all sit in, we all we don't have no assigned seats, but you know, people sit in the same seat most of the time. Every yeah. time, you probably sit in the same seat, sitting with the same person yeah. every time. So damn, yeah, I was sick. My daughter, the dude that I sat with, was out of the like, damn, bro. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> hey, how the Gators doing? Man, they're good, man. You talking about my, you talking about my college Gators? Your, your, your Gators. Your, yeah, your Gators. They, uh, they played well this weekend. They had uh, they had a game where they went 56 or 52 to 6 or something like that. Yeah, they did the whole little nine. Man, they had the radio out, the, the, the local TV station out there. The boys got interviewed. Like, they got to go. Everybody got to go through and say, hey, man, my name is such and such. My name is such and such. You know what I'm saying? I play this position. He talked to him like a like it was, hey man, I seen you had a diving catch, you know, um in the first half, uh LeGarrette Jr. Hey, I seen Jax, I seen you throw a touchdown deep ball down the sideline. How did you feel? What did you see? You know what I'm saying? They was all like, uh, I just seen that he was open and I threw it. I was like, bro, that is not what we teach you at practice, bro. Like we teach you it's cover two, it's cover three, it's man. Like we teach you all that. Like it's not no just. Hey, Jax, if you see someone open, throw the ball. Like, nah. <laughs> like, bro, you making us seem weak. Like, our coaching methods are basic. So, like, nah, he was like, uh, yeah, my coach tell me whenever they're open, just throw it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> That's how you going to put me out there? You ain't going to say I teach you nothing? They asked LBO, man, how did you feel when you, when you caught that deep ball? He was like, oh, the corner was outside. I know I could run inside and and beat him. So I'm like, bro, but you got a hitch convert. Like, you either going to run a hitch or you're going to run a go. So what made you run the go? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, you just, that's all you're going to say? So I'm like, oh my gosh. That's they funny. talk, they they sound a lot like you guys used to sound in the locker room. You know, just give the straight answer. Right. Nothing too fancy, nothing too crazy. Just give a straight answer. Don't give the reporters anything. Don't give the media Don't give them anything. nothing. Don't give them nothing. And you know what they did do? That I was proud of. I told him after the interviews and stuff was over, I brought him up and I was like, hey, fellas, I know y'all two and no. I know y'all done, you know, play some good teams. Um, came out on the other side. Y'all are tough. Y'all are a good team. Please stay humble. Stay humble. Don't walk around here thinking you don't stink. Don't walk around here thinking that y'all have arrived yet because the only opportunity that y'all have given you guys, the only the opportunity that y'all have given yourselves is now we can go two and eight. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the only thing that's can, that's guaranteed. You can you can you can you can you, you don't guarantee two wins, but you ain't guaranteed the last eight. So I always approach it the same way. Don't get complacent. Stay humble and stay hungry. If y'all want to win championships, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. So good advice for the 2022 Patriots too, as we start to kick off the new season. New England, Miami, Sunday at one. We're going to have something to talk about next week. We're going to be able to look back at that game and then look ahead to one of your old teams, the Patriots and the Steelers, in week two. This has been great, as always. 
look forward That's to right. talking to you again very, very soon. Take care, LG, and we'll, we'll, we'll catch up again next week. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Chris. Always a pleasure. And let's go Pats Nation. All right. That's going to wrap up another edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Network. As always, brought to you by Bet Online. Make sure to check back Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening for our first post-game wrap-up podcast of the year. The Patriots and the Dolphins. Game's going to get over probably around 4 o'clock or so. We should have a podcast up later that evening. Take care, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.